0: Critical hit Punch All Nazis takes place in the early days of World War II and combines high adventure with cosmic horror. All dates, locations, and historical events are thrown out the window in order to create a fun story, so don't put too much thought into historical inaccuracies. All accents are done poorly, but with love, and no disrespect is intended.
1: Last time
2: on, on Critical, Critical Hit. Hit,
1: I think we better admit that we were lost, otherwise this could turn into an international incident.
0: No well that the Germans were messing around a bit with the supernatural, reanimating the dead. He turns his head and he locks eyes with Valentine. and suddenly Captain Harris is like, we got a yip! Looks like you have your mission. Good luck, gentlemen. Welcome to the secret war. And he slowly fades from the room. What you've had a short night of rest or an early morning of rest, and you are all getting ready to go to Brussels. Uh, One of the first things that you need to do is put on some civilian clothing. So why don't we go around the uh, little barracks area, the little sleeping quarters that you are in. And why don't you describe yourselves and what kind of civilian clothes you are wearing? Uh, Let's start with Blisco
3: um general uh denim pants uh white undershirt and uh probably a flannel top
0: okay any hat or anything
3: uh no
0: okay what do you look like describe your character again
3: yeah a little below average dark hair Captain, a military cut fairly yeah. nondescript guy wandering around uh northern and- europe
0: an age-old farmer's tan or are you fairly light-skinned or
3: uh farmer's tan okay
0: and it's pretty dark or no no
3: uh, not particularly dark skin. uh just clearly spends more time out in the sun than not
0: okay all right uh let's take a look at uh the the hubba hubba of the group nathan valentino braxton
2: yeah i think uh Nathan's pretty much dressing down for this situation uh just uh some dark slacks uh probably a nice uh grayish sweater uh probably thinking like some kind of like sort of newsboy cap
3: okay all right uh,
2: he's uh blonde haired chiseled features uh as you mentioned, a fairly fetching looking fellow. Apparently just kinda trying to get all of his stuff together, ready to go, seeing uh where's the best place he can holster a pistol and have it nicely concealed.
0: Uh so trying to uh to dress down than what you normally would. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, What about uh, Carlos Arbogast?
1: Uh, Are these my clothes or are these clothes that they have around here?
0: These are civilian clothes. So my guess is you guys don't carry civilian clothes with you when you go out on maneuvers. So I think this is whatever they have, like a, they probably have a wardrobe area because they probably have a lot of people coming in and out that may need a change of clothes. Uh, You remember uh, Section M is a secret organization. So unless there's a need for them to be. Visible military, so like the uh, Captain Harris that you met, uh, he still wears his military garb. Uh, The Brigadier, he still wears his military garb. But most of the people, especially ones that you believe are ones that are going out into the field, are just dressed in regular street clothes. But they have a wide selection, so, you know. Okay.
1: Fancy Um,
0: yourself up if you like.
1: Yeah, I think uh, Dutch is going to try to find... Uh, some, uh, somewhat pleated pants, uh, like a, like a boating shirt, right? Like a, okay. like a white shirt with some stripes and like a dark collar.
0: It is October and after Labor Day. So mm, can't yeah. wear
1: white. Oh, I can't wear white. Okay. No. Is it, is it Labor Day? And is it Labor Day in, uh, Europe? I, I don't know. It's,
0: it's May. I think is, uh, uh, Labor Day, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, never mind then. He'll find some uh, like gray pleated pants, some okay, dress shoes, uh, white shirt, like white button-up shirt, and uh, some decent suspenders, and then a like a gray uh, overcoat or like a, a blazer. Okay. And then probably a hat. Um and you know, he'll, he will take with him a hat and a trench coat as well.
0: All right. Very good. And what does Dutch look like?
1: Uh, Dutch is average height. He has, uh, kind of olive skin. He has always kind of kept his hair like slightly longer than, uh, you know, the, like a regulation buzz cut so that he can actually style it. Light colored eyes. Um, you know, thick eyebrows. Okay. Uh Easy going. Cool right. suspenders now.
0: And then uh, finally we have uh, Doc Helias.
4: I, I, okay, I, I don't like to do this, but I want to give you an actor solely so that you can uh, kind of picture uh, the the general physicality, the skin tone and hair color. Do not in any way picture Adrian Pimento from Brooklyn Nine Nine, other than a man of roughly that size, with the the sort of you know the the brown olive skin and dark hair. Right. I am picturing a Pimento. Right. Picture a Pimento. Picture Victor Mature. Um, be, because he's kind of, uh, an intellectual, uh, you know, the long hair guy, except not literally a long hair cause you don't have long hair. It's 1939. Uh, doc has managed to find a nice herringbone coat with a little four button, uh, like, uh, vest underneath. I forget what they call them back in the day. It's, yeah. It's basically a, a three piece suit that you'd see a guy walking down the street in. Uh, he hates it but it comes with a bowler hat because he's undercover. And of course, you know, you got the watch chain. There's no watch. There was just a watch chain just to hang in there. So he's trying to hide the fact that he has no watch and trying to be undercover. Um, honestly, if you look at uh, Doc Hillian, you would not in any way think him unusual except for the fact that he got the crazy eyes. So he could be a handsome man from certain angles you know, kind of not Back. too tall. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you catch him when he's like in a resting face, you're fine, but then he looks at something and he gets the crazy eyes. And you're just like, "What? what's, what's with the crazy eyes, Doc? But okay. yeah, if, if you see him from a distance, he just looks like a guy in a hat and a coat wandering around looking at stuff. Um, he tries to keep shaven, but usually about 2.30 or 3. He has that you know, that uh, blue shadow that comes up because he grows dark hair very quickly.
2: Crazy eyes Thanks. and scruffy is sounding a little manzuka to me.
4: <laughs> okay, but he does not have the crazy beard and the crazy hair. So imagine the crazy eyes and sort of a Manzuka's uh, skin tone, but also someone who, if you saw him having dinner on the Titanic, you'd think, oh, there's a second-class passenger with crazy
0: eyes. Nice. All right. So after you are dressed, you need to head down to the armory uh, because they need to do a weapons check with all of you. Okay. All right. So so you show up and you're in an armory. And of course, it's it's filled with guns of all shapes and sizes. Some of them look a a little exotic and some of them looking very normal and average. Uh, For those of you that are familiar with guns, which I'm going to bet most of you are. um, Yeah, you can spot your some of your favorite weapons. You can spot weapons that you've heard about uh this is a a pretty well stocked armory for for section m oh hello boys uh we did have to confiscate your rifles uh, last night we will be holding on to them for you uh until you are needed but as you are going out into uh the civilian world we are suggesting that you take a handgun at most so is there a handgun that you all have decided that you would like to have
1: um I would be I would be fine with something like our old uh what are they called M- M19s.:
0: hmm. Ah, yes, uh, a fine pistol, a uh, fine pistol for what you are doing. Uh, does everybody want that weapon?
2: Yeah, I think that's what I'll stick with as well.
4: If you don't have one that shoots lightning, that will be at fine least. with me.
0: <laughs> I think that at this point, uh, a lightning gun in your hands would probably not be uh, the best idea. But we can give you a, a, a regular handgun. Here you go. And so you basically get back the handguns that you had last night. Yeah. The armorer looks at, at uh, Bug Eater and says, you you look like a rugged individual. Yeah. You look, like, you look like you can handle yourself. And from the wall, he takes down a weapon that is very familiar to anyone who has watched a gangster film. It's a Thompson submachine gun. Yeah, see, we're taking over this town, see? He hands it, he hands it uh, to you, Blisko, and says, um, be careful, it uh, does fire quite rapidly. The accuracy is not great, but uh, in a pinch, uh, this might uh, might come in in handy. One word of warning, though, you should keep it out of sight. We don't want to panic the people of the of uh, Belgium uh, right now, and uh, we think that that might cause a little bit of uh, undue distress at, at this point. Oh, okay. So where do you guys uh so everybody has a handgun except for Rob who has a Thompson submachine gun or a Blisco who has a Thompson submachine gun. Where do you guys pocket your uh your handguns? Uh, yeah, I'll ask I'll ask for a holster. Ask That's okay, what I Okay, like,
4: an underarm holster
3: that we could put under yeah, our vest or something.
0: Okay, yep, everyone is issued an underarm holster.
3: Yeah. Including Blisco? <laughs> Including Blisco. Well, under does Blisco still get clothing? a pistol? Gun.
0: Yeah, he still has a pistol. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, he has a pistol and the Thompson <laughs> submachine gun. But you are you are again reminded to kind of keep it out of sight. Yeah. So, yeah, uh,
2: him a Thompson submachine gun. Can we get like a violin case for it?
0: <laughs> Trombone. The armor just kind of stares at you like he doesn't understand. Anyway, um I'm told that you need a car to go to Brussels, so please go to the uh, depot and uh check yourselves out a a car. Tutaloo <laughs> You guys go down to the to the uh, vehicle depot Mm -hmm. and they have all sorts of different vehicles here. You can see like military vehicles like the ones that you rode in on the night before. Uh, You can see, you know, um, like a flatbed carrier. That's what they had that creature on as they were bringing it in. You see some military Jeeps, uh, but you also see a large selection of just everyday ordinary car on the street cars. Is that an Alfa Romeo Spider? It is not. Mm-hmm. So Blisco, <laughs> can you kind of uh you want something again. You're undercover. Uh is there something that uh you know like a standard sedan a color that you would you would like?
3: Preferably not red. Something darker.
0: There's a dark brown color that 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 they have. They hand you the keys and this car is large enough to comfortably sit uh four people. You can sit Uh, Seat well, really. You could seat six in this thing. You can seat easily two in the front uh, and three in the back, uh, very easily. It um, has, you know, windows. It has tires. It has, you know, sedan (sighs) engines in it. Uh, It also has a trunk uh, where you can put things if you so desire to put things out of sight. And they hand you the keys and say, "Please bring it back in good condition." Of course. So, uh, you guys, uh, what do you guys do now? Are you getting in the car and driving out to Brussels? Where this address is?
1: Um, I guess, uh, unless if, there was anything.
0: Uh, um. Yes, the brigadier walks into the room. Oh, hello, boys. Um. Before you head out, uh, do you have any questions for me? Yes. Uh. But wh- what, what your name was? Arbogast, right? Right. Okay. What What question do you have?
1: Uh. Do we have any sort of uh, stipend?
0: He kind of stares at you blankly for a moment, like. I can't believe you just asked that question. Ah, yes, yes. He reaches into his pocket and he comes out and he hands you each a $5 bills, the equivalent of $5, whatever the local currency is. I don't care, listener. Look it up yourself if you want. But you have five. You have you have been given five monies.
1: Five Belgian waffles.
0: Are yes. we in Belgium? You are in going Belgium. to Belgium. Okay, it's probably a franc then. I, I don't care. You have five monies. Okay. I have.
1: <laughs> it's a it's a Belgian franc. Is um, there
0: anything else uh, besides money?
1: Yes. Uh, do you have a contact in Brussels, or how are we supposed to contact you once we figure out what's going on?
0: Um, he gives you a phone number. writes it down, or you know, uh, rattles it off to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is our main switchboard that you can call. It is very discreet. Uh, you can reach us uh, at any time. Unfortunately, we don't have uh, posts everywhere. We are still relatively small. This is our main headquarters in Belgium.
4: All right. What are the limitations of our written? What can we absolutely not do?
0: Uh, please don't start a war. Mm.
4: Say, please, someone... please don't get caught. Say someone arises and perhaps they, uh, to use the vernacular, need killin'. Will that be the proverbial stick in the mud?
0: Let me put it to you, Americans, this way Hmm. We are at war with Hmm. Germany. Hmm. We are at war with the Nazis. Hmm. And if we have to fight them on the streets, if we have to fight them in the oceans, if we have to fight them in the air, we will do that. I see no need for you to kill an average bystander for no reason. But if it's a Nazi, Although I don't know why you would find a Nazi in Brussels, and by all means, take them out. We, we found Nazis I in mean, the woods. Are in are Germany. To be in Brussels. Yes, you guys are. You are part of the yeah. observational forces. Never mind then. Yeah. Yes, and and Matthew, yes, uh, you you guys were in Germany, so yes, there were Germans in Germany. Okay. Well, that's a good place to look for Germans. How yeah.
3: far has the German front progressed at this point in time? My history is uh, terrible.
0: So uh, again. Uh, this is not an accurate depiction of history. This is our D20, uh, Earth D20, that we are doing this in. Um, at this point, in my recollection of what has happened, is that Germany has um, invaded Poland, and they have seized control of that. Um, and that is what caused uh, the British forces and its uh, colonies, the French and uh, all the other allies, European allies, to declare war against Germany at that point. Okay. Uh, there has at this point been no, um, aggression outside of Germany and Poland and possibly, I, I, again, I don't remember possibly some stuff into Hungary, but at, at this point, those are where the German forces are at.
4: In the real world, Czechoslovakia and the Sudetenland have been
0: annexed. Again, that may or may not be. Th- those countries that. don't exist in Earth D20. Ah, right, what? right. right. I mean, maybe they do. I don't know. You guys have never been there. <laughs>
4: <laughs> we're here to fight Germans. You're here to fight Germans. We're that in is German, German town. Got it. You're not in German town, right? You are in Belgium. And Stephen, once again, I agree with you. This is not a history course. This is a fun adventure story. It is a fun adventure story. Taking a place, which is why I asked, can I kill people? Or rather, should I not kill people? Because once, I mean, if
0: you I, are a, one of those pacifists, and again, he kind of rolls his eyes. I don't know why you would be in the army, but if you don't want to kill a Nazi, then by all means punch all Nazis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's where everybody claps because the title has been
1: ah, title drop. Yay, title drop.
0: Any other questions? Oh, I think we're good. Uh very well. Good luck again. Uh, try not to do, destroy anything or get yourselves into a bigger war. And good luck. Thank you. You guys get in the car and. You have a map. I mean, you have a map of the region. You are probably an hour or two away from Brussels. That's Rodrigo, closer than I thought. You, yeah. Rodrigo, you said that you are from, uh, that you've traveled to Belgium before, right? Yeah. So you kind of know the area. If if the map doesn't seem 100% accurate, you could probably guide and assist. Sure. But I'm guessing, Blisco, you are driving, correct? Yep. Okay. Uh, what do you think about driving this fancy European car?
3: Eh... A little different. Shouldn't be too bad.
0: What, uh, where did you put, uh, the submachine gun
3: in the trunk for right now? Cause.
0: Okay. All right. It is in now, the trunk. Does
3: the
4: trunk have access to where we could like, like some cars you can flip down that, yeah, like back
0: open the seat, seat, grab what's in the yeah, trunk. I don't, I don't think the sedans had that. Okay. Capabilities at that time. To be honest, I I don't remember. Uh, I do know that some cars do have that capability. Um, but, uh, probably, probably no at this point. So this doesn't have like a rumble seat. No, 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 no. This does not, definitely does not have a, a rumble seat. Here, let me, um, uh, like me a big, give you a, a, a fan. Here you go. It, it has all the parts in the places where they need to be because, again, your spies, too much mm. bling, attract attention. Yeah. Bad. It's the German equivalent of an old Buick. Uh, so Blisco is driving. Who yeah. is in the passenger seat, uh, front passenger
1: I'll, seat? I'll take shotgun
2: so I can navigate. Mm.
0: Okay, and then there. who is sitting behind the driver?
2: Uh, I suppose I'll sit behind the driver. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, and so that leaves Matthew passenger side rear. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, so go ahead. If you guys want to talk about anything on your trip to Brussels, you have lost one member of your party to a horrible monster, and you have uh, seen one of your compatriots, one of the other members of your of your group kind of, I don't know, flip out something called a if
1: and um, he's no longer there either. Any of you boys rethinking a stay in Kansas? (laughs) I mean... No one
3: wants to go to Kansas. Mm. Mm. That's
4: one of the square ones in the middle. More or less. Mm. I'm more concerned about whatever that abomination was, and whether there's more of them in our future.
1: I mean, it sounds like there's more of them, period, so... I feel like there's
4: something supernatural going on, something strange, all this talk of the astrology and the strange mystical what have you,
1: yeah, and uh Eisenhower d- disappearing in a puff of smoke. Oh, you didn't assume he was a wizard, I always assumed you I generally assume that all kings
0: and rulers are some sort of wizard. it seems only natural how else would you get to be in power so let me ask you guys a real quick question here who before the events of the night before believed in any kind of supernatural like spooks and spirits and and boogers and haints and all that stuff anybody Oh, no
3: boogers how I dare mean, you definitely got boogers up there
0: yeah yeah
3: <sighs> uh doc definitely did
0: okay so you have some okay doc, so you you have Doc's some seen some stories Dark has seen some stuff. Okay. All right. Um, Anybody else? uh,
1: Anybody else have like conspiracy theory stuff? No. Dutch uh, probably has some folk stuff. Yeah. Dutch probably believes in ghosts because like his, like the Mexican side of his family believes in ghosts. And it's like pretty common to believe in like ghosts, like medicine men type stuff, like faith healing um like yeah just you know like exorcisms things like that so and definitely a like like a judeo-christian like unexamined assumptions that he probably believes that there are angels and demons Mm -hmm. just never expected to run into any of those um But, yeah, definitely has never, like, chased down any sort of supernatural thing, just kind of was raised to believe in certain supernatural things, like, they're, like, real but mysterious, right? Mm
0: -hmm. Okay. What about secret society stuff?
1: Uh, He, well, the only secret Mm -hmm. society stuff he probably cares about is, like, like, college ones that might have, like, good parties or whatever. Definitely okay. not any... You know what I mean? Definitely, like bones type stuff. Stuff that might get you ahead in business or whatever. Definitely not any sort of, like, Illuminati or, like, trying to raise some sort of strange creature out of a pit. Like, that's not... He doesn't even fathom that there's societies that would try to do that. Except, yeah. you know, in the pulps, maybe.
0: Okay. All right. All right. Continue. I'm just curious to see where you guys stood on that, because that may direct how you interact with some of the weird things that you've seen the leopard society is absolutely
4: real but the red spear mostly just hearsay uh the hermetic order of the golden dawn absolutely real uh the 16 club totally real uh Freemasons, And you
1: uh don't even give you, me you, came across, you, you came across all this information in your practice as a pediatrician i've i've dabbled i've studied i've
4: I've read things. I mean Arkham is a a remarkable, remarkable city with a remarkable school, and of course, if you know where to look in the library, you can find the most awe-inspiring thing there with the great so you know Opus Dei, of course. Totally that's
1: you know anything about that weird book that Valentino found? Um, Ah it felt like I may have seen
4: I mean, I didn't get a good look at it, but bits and pieces of it looked like it it looked familiar.
0: I suppose it looked it looked like you know. I mean, well, uh, so a little maybe a little bit of clarification uh, from the from what you saw. You just saw a a book. You didn't see anything in the book. You did see the stuff that looked familiar to you Mm -hmm. was the uh, stuff that looked familiar, but you couldn't place it. Was the inscriptions on the bag that Mm -hmm. the brigadier put the book into?
4: Ah, ah, that yes, clearly that's what I said. That's what I meant. Uh maybe well, maybe maybe the work of the Philomoths. I mean, I, mm. I I I did get a good enough look to say for certain. And of course, after seeing the lightning guns and seeing we have to come up with a name for that. Seeing whatever that was, that
1: tornado of flesh was Didn't they call it something? Yeah. It's a shogoth. Yeah, that. Shogoth. And that's that's what bothers me is that it's not you know, Shogoth, it's a Shogoth.
2: Yeah. They, uh,
1: uh, that's didn't seem to
2: be the first time they uh, encountered such a thing.
1: Yeah, so we're, we're really deep in it. I gotta say, under normal circumstances, if I heard somebody go for an hour the way that uh, Doc has, mm. um, I would buy them a drink and then introduce them to someone else. Um... But, uh, I don't know, whatever, uh, whatever anybody knows about the occult, I think we might need it. So, uh, yeah, I guess we have to pay more attention and, uh, bug eater. You're going to have to, uh, you're going to have to get ready to use that third nipple, I guess. So
0: fortunately you guys are just now arriving into Brussels and it's fairly easy to navigate. It is kind of mid afternoon, uh, that that you uh, hit the out, uh, the outskirts of the city. And then as you approach it takes about another 30 to 45 minutes for you to find the address that uh, that was uh, written down. Uh, you pull down to a kind of like a, it's not quite a residential street, not quite a, a business street. It's just a nice little neighborhood. There are shops on the street. There's a grocer, there's a deli, Uh, There's a small coffee shop where a few customers are sitting, drinking coffee and chatting, reading the newspaper. There's a young ginger haired man uh, writing in his notebook. Uh, There's a white dog at his feet. Uh, The afternoon, it's still relatively partly cloudy. The remnants of last night's storm are still hanging around. The clouds are still hanging around in the air. Uh, the trees are uh, along the street are late into the fall colors, with lots of reds, yellows, and oranges, with you know the occasional browns uh, dotting the, dotting the street. Uh, you know, falling onto the streets, the wet pavements. The streets are still very wet this late in the afternoon as the people go about their business. There's a newspaper stand at the far end of the street, and the address that you pull up, I'm guessing, pull up in front of, is a bookstore in mm-hmm. an older, unassuming building roughly midway down the street the sign above the door the si- sign above the door says libri de arcanus in an elegant script there are random occult symbol- symbols painted above the sign used to be a very bright gold but it has since faded with age the windows are dusty making it really hard to see inside hmm.
1: and this is the address
0: this is the address.
1: Okay, and it's is it is it in fact Monday?
0: Uh, no, actually, it today is. Uh, I believe it's Wednesday. We
1: probably have a few days. Um, how do you guys want to play it? You want I can I can come down. I can walk in and and try to talk to someone there and get a general feel for things. Hmm. We should be
4: careful. I mean, the name is literally mystery book, which. Implies that they may be involved in whatever fantasma has been going on.
3: Oh, I was I mean, going to ask if either of you could read that. Yeah, oh, the yeah, library
0: of Library of the Arcane. It's Latin. It's mm. French. It's French. French Latin. <laughs> it's both. Saying. Yeah, Rudri- uh, uh, Dutch can read this very easily. The Library of the Arcane yeah. or the Arcane Library was well, derived from that.
1: Uh, let me, yes, let me uh, let me go in there and see if I can talk to the proprietor and get a feel for something one of you want to come with me i think i do okay uh why don't you guys stay in the car for now in case there's trouble yeah i'll
2: stay here okay. i mean there's the coffee shop in eyesight
1: it's within
0: eyesight yeah and there's a lot of people milling around
1: uh by all by all means
2: get yourself a cafe mm. well i was just wondering if that'd be more nondescript
4: it might be Sure. Does the ginger it? lad have kind of pointy hair?
0: I mean, it's a weird haircut. Hmm. He's wearing a trench coat. Interesting. He's writing in a notebook. Let's go into this bookstore. Okay, so who's who's going where? Who's going into the bookstore, and who is staying in the car, and who's doing what? So, Rodrigo, you are going in. I'm sorry, Dutch, you are going in.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going into the bookstore.
0: Doc is going in. Yes. Uh, bug Eater is staying in the car. Yep. And. Valentino? Uh,
2: if Bug Eater's going to stay in the car, I'll stay there as well.
0: Okay. So two of you stay in the car, and two of you uh, head into the bookstore. Uh, who gets out of the car first? Uh, I will. Okay. Uh, Rodrigo, please roll an insight plus observation, difficulty of one. Yeah, you rolled a three. That is outside of your that's one point outside of your observation, which would have given you uh, two successes on that. Uh, but you do get a success on that. And... As you step out of the car and you look at these dusty windows and these arcane symbols all over the the sign above, down in the lower corner of the window that is furthest from you, you see a very faded and very small circle with a cross on top and a dot in the middle.
1: You said it's faded? Is it on the window?
0: Yeah, it's on the window. It's super, super faded. Okay.
1: Dutch will just uh, push the doors open. Okay. Or one of them.
0: So Dutch and Doc uh, go inside, and a bell above the door rings as you enter the bookstore. There are rows upon rows of books. Uh, The light that's coming through the dusty window illuminates the first row of shelves, but the room gets progressively darker the further back the store goes. You see some lights flickering above uh, the back, creating pools of light in each row that seems to extend forever. I now need Doc and Dutch to make a will plus resilience test D one difficulty of one. So if you don't want to do what Rodrigo's using, you can certainly just roll whatever your will plus resilience is. So I roll the D 20, it's a R two D 20 less, whatever your will plus resilience is. Correct. Okay. So Rodrigo got a success. Okay. And Matthew got three successes, three successes. Okay. So you guys get two momentum here. Uh, The store's very musty, uh, which means that many of these books have been sitting here for a very long time. Matthew, why don't you describe the smell of a musty bookstore? It's
4: somewhere between dirt and something rotting, but not an unpleasant sort of rotting smell, sort of a warm, earthy smell like somebody's cooking turnips. Occasionally, uh, you'll pass by a book and it has a very sharp smell and they're like, that's bad. And sometimes it's just sort of a comforting sort of, oh, this is nice. It's like, it's like grandma's root cellar back home.
0: Yeah. You smell all of that in here. Uh, When you're looking around uh, the first glance, the books closest to the door, you can see copies of Dante's Inferno, Paradise Lost. There's a very dusty copy of Faust there. Uh, Another row have books on spiritualism. Another row has books that look like serious discussions on the, on the tarot. There is of all things, a children's section that has books on Norse mythology, the Knights Templar, Winnie the Pooh, magic tricks for children, and of course, Mary Poppins. And near the front of the door, there's a large counter with a stack of books on it. Some are open, some are closed, but it's really mess. It's, it's really a jumble. Uh, there's also a large cash register
1: there. Does anybody come out when we come in? Uh, not yet. Yeah. Yep. Just try to look around, see if there's anything out of the ordinary and like Dutch is not very good at this. Cause he's not any sort of like magic guy. Yeah. So ever been to, like
0: the, the book section, the occult book section in like a B Dalton or something. Uh, uh, just imagine original first copies of these, some of them very old, some of them relatively new, but it's definitely magic stuff, witchy stuff,
1: uh, spiritual like, stuff,
0: demon stuff.
1: Is it, is it all in French or is it like,
0: uh, various languages. Okay. It's, it's a mishmash. You can tell that this is a used bookstore that if somebody was really looking for uh, mm-hmm. old texts on something or just looking for a rare find, they might find a first edition here of something. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's just it's it's used books. And then you hear a shuffling sound from way on into the darker area of the store and you see a dark shape moving towards you. And with each step, there's a loud clunk followed by a dragging sound. So you hear this clunk 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 closer and closer clunk. Finally, stepping into the light is an elderly man. He has a full head of white curly hair and bushy sideburns. He's got a small pair of spectacles sitting on the bridge of his nose. He's got a smock over his pot belly. And it's obvious by the way that he was walking that he has a false leg. Hmm. Hello, gentlemen, may I help you?
1: I was just looking around, but uh, it occurs to me that a friend of my father's is really interested in uh, occult things, especially, you know, Teutonic things.
0: Mm, Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, We have a fine selection up here at the front of the store. And he starts handing you a couple of books. Uh, this, um, This is a very old copy of a book that was handed down by the duke
1: oh the duke mm-hmm. um,
0: do, do, he looks at both of you and he's really sees this wide-eyed guy with this four o'clock shadow probably more like a six thirty shadow hmm. um, um do you have money ah
1: we do has, yes. we have some money sir this is all in like i'm talking to him in french
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yes he's speaking in french
1: don't don't worry. My friend here, uh, he is um he is uh just starting to experience the wonders of Belgian coffee and has uh has perhaps had a little bit too much.
0: Oh, we so very good. There's a cafe across the street. You should go check uh, it out.
1: We were we were thinking about it. Um let me uh, I would hate uh to buy something that uh my father's friend already has. Uh so let me uh let me place a call um, and we might be back later on this week. Uh what are your hours?
0: Oh we are open regular hours. Nine AM yeah. till five PM. We are closed noon to two. All right. So outside we're gonna cut away for a moment. Outside we're going to um to the people who are sitting in the car. Do you have the windows down, Blisco? Probably. OK, it's it's nice. I mean, it's it's one of those oddly warm late October days where there's a, a nice breeze that is coming through. You're listening to the tweeting of some birds in the trees. You can hear the sounds of passing cars. Uh, the white dog at the cafe gets up and it barks at birds. And, and then the young man gives him a little bit of, a, of his role. And then at the, the point the dog kind of curls around and lays back down. Uh, you can hear a streetcar down the street rumble. Rumble by. And then, after a few minutes of enjoying this peacefulness, a large black sedan pulls up in front of the car that you're in, and three men get out. The first is a big, broad shouldered man. He stands well over six feet tall. He's got a black suit, and it's busting at the seams to contain his bulk. He has glasses, he's got a very small mustache. And then the second man that comes out is shorter. It's clear that he's the older of the two. He also has a mustache and glasses. He's got a long coat that hangs over his his frame very loosely, and he is wearing a bowler hat. And then there's also a third band that gets out. He's wearing a black suit. He's of average height and average build. He's wearing a black fedora. He is clean shaven. He does not go into the store. He stands at the driver's side door with his hand hanging through the window, resting on something inside. He is smoking a cigarette and he gives you a look and he kind of just gives you a, a little short wave. Hello,
3: give him a nod. Uh, well, I nudge?
0: So we cut back to the inside of the store yes. and the bell above the door rings as two men enter. You both, uh, I guess, turn to see who's entering Rodrigo and, uh um, Matthew. Mm-hmm. And yeah, again, you I'll, see, I'll look over, you see a, a thin man. He walks in first. He's in his mid to late forties, has a mustache, glasses, long cape uh, cloak, uh, l- I'm sorry, long coat hangs loosely on his frame. Uh wearing a bowler hat. And then behind him comes this big, broad-shouldered man. And he stands again, six feet tall. His black suit is just bursting. He's got all these muscles. Um, Also glasses and a small mustache. Oh my, today has become very busy. Uh, Excuse me for one minute, gentlemen. And the man steps over to the others. Um, Can you both roll me a... about an insight... And observation to see Hmm. if you can hear what's being said. Insight and
4: observation. Does my bonus damage come into play? No,
1: that's for no. That's only for attacks.
4: That's only for attacks. I think I should have bonus noticing.
0: You have two successes. You only needed one. That gives you another momentum point. One success and one success for Rodrigo. So you both over here. As the bookstore owner goes, "Um, "Good afternoon, gentlemen. What can I help you with today?" Uh, interestingly, the big man is standing near the door. Um, His steely eyes are constantly scanning the room, and he's checking you guys out up and down. And then you hear the thin man uh, speak. We are looking
1: for Carcosa.
0: Okay, now everybody roll a reason and observation check. Uh, not the people in the car, just the two people in the... Uh...
1: Everybody okay if I take a momentum to roll 3d20? Sure. You only need one success. Yeah, but I'm down to like ten, so I'll take a momentum.
0: Okay, and right. still one only success. get one
1: success. All so right. there you go.
0: So the bookstore owner, at the minute, at the mention of the word Carcosa, seems to be taken aback by the word that he hears, but he quickly recovers. Carcosa? Do you mean Carcassonne? I have some maps of the region over here. If you follow me, please. Nine hair riddle. You heard me. Carcosa! We want the location of Carcosa! I, I don't know what you're talking about. At that moment, the thin man grabs the bookstore owner, he said Riddle, so we're assuming that his name is Mr. Riddle, mm-hmm. by the arm, flips over his wrists and says, Your markings say otherwise, eh, Luchin? He pulls a gun from his pocket and he points it at Riddle. At Dean's Talk, we will have to take him and get the information we seek. The big man then pulls a gun from his pocket and points it at, at you two and says, Ja, yeah, Herr Montauk! And at this point, Herr Deanstock takes Riddle with the gun pointed as his head, and he exits the store while Herr Montauk points his gun at the party, at you guys, as he backs out the door and says, It would be in your best interest to forget everything you have seen here. And he exits the store.
4: Wait, the man who had the gun pointed at us exited the store?
0: Yep, they both left the store. Following, drawing a gun. Are you doing the same, uh, Dutch?
1: Yep. Uh, but he'll definitely be, like, turning his profile and, uh, staying behind Doc Hellion. Okay. We'll let him take point on this one.
0: You come out of the store, or you come out of the bookstore to follow, and the minute you do, the third man, who's been having his arm inside the car the entire time, Pulls his arm out and he's got a machine gun, and he just sprays it at the building at you, as you two are exiting. Ooh, uh,
2: combat roll, Negator.
0: Two, two successes. So you guys are going to have to take. See how many, how much damage you guys take here. Uh oh. He just, I mean, you burst out of the store, and the first thing that happens, this guy whips out a machine gun and it's just, and it's partly cover to keep you away, but this guy doesn't care if he hits you. So, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, ooh, eight, nine. Whoa. You guys, uh, because this is an, an inaccurate weapon, um, I'm going to say that you guys only take four damage. You may be hit by a, a bullet or two. Okay.
1: I'll, um, I'll soak one of that.
0: Okay. If you've got armor, that's great. You can soak some of that. If not, you're okay. going to have to take some physical damage. Okay. Dean's talk just shoves Hair Riddle into the back of the car and climbs in. Montauk takes the driver's seat and the third man just kind of continues to spray bullets all around the area, uh, from the passenger side window as he, he climbs in and the car pulls away.
3: Uh, did Dustin, the car have a chance to react to someone? Sure. What would you like to do?
2: I feel like I probably would have suggested the bug eater, uh, ram any of them. If you get a free that's shot, that's what my thought too. It was too. <laughs> uh,
0: like, uh, you're first going to have to start up your car. Please roll a coordination plus vehicles check.
3: I also have a focus in cars, by the way.
0: Okay. Wow, so what is your what is your focus uh, number in oh, vehicles? Okay. Five. Okay, so you get two successes out of that. <laughs> uh the car goes ahead and starts up and um uh, the car starts off without a problem. Um are you gonna just chase after them or are you gonna wait for the other two to get into the car?
1: Like I, uh, I think it was gonna ram them before yeah, they even that, that was... got in.
0: Okay, you can try. So what is the, what is the ramming situation? So you're going to have to, as the, they are piling into the car. You see these guys rushing out, piling into the car with your two party right behind you. And a guy just pulls out a gun and just starts spraying the area with bullets.
3: Um, My plan is to try and ram it. So as I can get the guy to stop spraying the area where my compatriots are,
0: you're going to ram their car.
3: Yeah. Okay. Or the guy. Yeah, so no, I don't
0: I think it, the car's pulled in right in front of you, so you're not gonna be able to hit the man. Okay. Uh, there's little there's little maneuverability with the car right in front of you. So you can try to ram it, yes. Yeah. So in order to do a ram through, I guess, this is part of a, a piloting check with the car. So you will need to roll coordination plus vehicles. This is gonna be a difficulty of two. And if you want to ram the car, you will need to spend a minimum of two momentum in addition to any momentum you want to use to um, attempt to do the the car maneuver.
3: All right. Like you said, it's difficulty two? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll go ahead and spend a momentum to get an extra
1: die, and then obviously the two momentum to do this. Okay. If you wanted to spend fortune, you might be able to as well and get like an auto one on one of those dice. Uh, It's just an auto success, isn't it? Not like it well, turns that- one of those dies
2: to a one So oh. it's automatic two successes.
3: Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I'll do that instead of spending the uh, momentum for the extra die then. Okay. Uh, and I got three more successes. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> Five. Okay. Very good. Uh, yeah, you, um, you're like two feet from, from the car. Uh, yeah. so you put it into gear and you floor it and you ram into the car, which, uh, catches the attention of the gunman. And he turns the gun and he sprays uh sprays your car mm. for one success and so you should have a damage track for your car um the damage track for your car is fourteen Rob okay he turns around and just sprays your your car with bullets and the car takes one two three four takes four damage
1: but you have three armor for the car yeah. So it takes one damage
0: takes one damage. So a bullet one ricochets off the hood. One goes through the front window. And because you and uh, uh, you and Valentino are on the same side, it whistles right past you both and exits out the back window. And then of course uh, they spray you and uh, Montauk uh, floors it and takes off down the street. uh, People are standing up in shock. You see the little ginger haired boy uh, stand up and uh, say something to his dog, and the two of them go running off down the street, kind of following in the direction that the that the uh, that that car went uh, Rodrigo, you could tell what language those two were speaking right
1: uh probably yeah, what did it sound like they were speaking uh, probably Flemish
0: no no no. Not with a name like Montauk and Deanstock. Oh,
1: Montauk Sarah and I thought, you, I thought you meant the ginger kid. No, 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 no. And I was like, yeah, he's probably speaking yeah, the ginger speaking kid would Dutch. Be
0: speaking uh, Flemish, yes. Yeah, or, Flemish. or French. Yeah. yeah. No, de-
1: um, definitely the Germans
0: go tearing off down the street. Yeah, yeah. So Rob has taken one turn already. <laughs> the way, a reminder, is combat goes, everybody gets a turn. Uh, we'll just go back and forth for each time. In this case, everybody in the German car... Has already used their turn so who would like to go next hmm, and, I, and I'm just going to assume that you guys pile into the car at this point
1: oh yeah. sure if we can okay. pile pile into the car yeah. for free then that's yes, yeah, I will that, allow you to pile
0: that. into the car as a minor action how about that how injured do we seem to be
4: do I have to like do a full on check to see if we're
0: I mean you took uh, what did I say you took four four points of damage because mm-hmm. it was just spraying the area and you guys got clipped Rodrigo got you know A couple of bullets. Does that go Um, on stress then? Yeah, that goes on your stress track, yes.
4: Okay. And was our stress track entirely
0: cleared? Uh, From the last time. So whatever your stress is, I think for you... um, you,
1: Your stress track isn't necessarily like how much meat you have. It's how much life you have. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, uh, Matthew, it looks like your stress track of 10, you have stress track of 10. Okay. So you take damage of that.
4: And do we seem to have bullets embedded in us that need
0: to be removed? I mean, these probably were like grazing kind of things. You probably got a, a shot in the arm. Uh, you probably got a, uh, maybe uh, your hair parted a little differently. The Jim um,
4: Rockford clip across the forehead with the blood running down into
0: the Yeah, kind of like that, yeah.
4: Uh, well, then I will I will do the thing necessary to try and patch us up and see if we can get any patching.
0: Okay, so uh, that would be first aid. So are you going to do first aid on yourself, or are you going to add, are you going to try to aid um, Dutch? Dutch first. Yeah. Okay, so for you, for you to do that uh, first aid, you need to do an insight plus medicine, mm-hmm. D1, okay. but because the car is moving mm-hmm. at a very erratic pace, uh, you need to do a D2 on this one. I'm going to use a bit of my threat and increase that to a D two. Okay. And this will take one point of stress away from Rodrigo. So insight plus medicine, insight plus medicine, difficulty two. I think I can do this. Okay. All right. Two successes. Yep. So, uh, you slap a bandage or, uh, um, yeah, some kind of rag or something to staunch any, any immediate bleeding areas. Where did you get hit
1: Dutch? Uh, probably the arm like, uh, he was, like, shooting across, he probably got it in the right arm. Okay. As he was, like, basically, did this This place have, like, some little, like, stair steps leading up to it?
0: No, this was a right-on-the-street kind of walk-right-in Okay. kind of building.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. In that case, Dutch probably actually jumped back inside the building. Just in the, time. Yeah, when the shooting started. Okay. So he got, he actually probably didn't actually get shot. He just, like, landed on a bunch of glass.
0: Mm, okay. All right, so uh, you got two successes, Matthew. Uh, you can, or, uh, Sorry, uh, Dutch. You may heal one stress for that first aid, and then who would like to go next?
2: I have a vague idea of trying to climb out to the back to the trunk to get to Tommy Gun, but I feel like I'm the worst suited to even attempt such a thing.
0: <laughs> Are you going to try and see if there's a um, a way to f- to open up that back seat?
2: Yeah, sure. Get into the trunk that way, so sure. To like yeah,
0: let's do Cut a brawn. <laughs> let's do a brawn plus. Oh uh, darn it! Vehicles. <laughs> brawn plus a vehicles check.
2: Oh boy, that's
0: uh, yep. difficulty
2: one. I am definitely terrible at this. Okay, uh take a momentum. Yeah, I think I'll take one momentum.
1: You can take two if you want, but I have you have take three.
2: More. I? Yeah yeah um sure i will spend three momentum for two extra dice okay Or i guess i could well yeah yeah go for it yeah go for it about focus but let's see
0: you don't have a focus unfortunately oh you're talking about a fortune you don't have a focus in vehicles
2: oh no i do not i don't have anything in vehicles so no i don't have a focus (laughs) yep uh so i am rolling against a six uh, we'll see with four dice. Hey, hey, one, success. one
0: success. Uh, you yank on, on the back of the seat and sure enough, it kind of pops open a little bit and you notice that there's a, just enough of a cavity that you could probably reach back and, uh, grab the gun, providing that the gun hasn't rolled back to the, um, to the back of, or to uh, technically to where the opening of the trunk would be because, um, uh, bug eater floored, floored the gun or floored the uh, car causing everything to lurch back a little bit. But you could probably reach in there and and pull out the gun.
2: Yeah, I'll start reaching in there.
0: Okay. You now have a Tommy gun. So the only way, I mean, so you can use this, right? So at this point, enough time has passed that the German car is at medium distance from you. The Thompson gun is ideally best suited for close quarters. So anything outside of that range adds a level of difficulty to any skill test. And because everyone is going to be moving in a car, it's going to increase the difficulty by one more. So you have a difficulty rating of any, anything that you do uh, attempting to shoot at the other car while you're at that medium distance is going to have a D three. So it would be really great if you guys could get closer to that car. All right. So I think that leaves Dutch.
1: Let me get the machine gun.
0: The, that's okay old. you're gonna take it you're gonna take it from minor action to take it from uh yeah um, from valentino valentino okay
1: it's all yours man and yep i'll pop out of the passenger side which is on the left
0: no um, i believe it's on the right it's, it's still the, on the right they hadn't the, i think it. the brits the brits are the yeah the passenger side on the right i think the brits are the only ones oh. that are on the wrong side of the road
1: Oh, okay at least yeah, on d20, d20. 20. yes
0: yeah. on earth d20 that's the way it is Yep. Okay. That's just the way it is. But you pop out the passenger seat and you're going to try to take aim at the car. Yep. And because the car is moving, that adds another difficulty. So in order to hit whatever you're aiming at is going to cost is going to have a difficulty ranking of at least three.
1: Okay. Is it possible for me to try to like, because this has a stun Uh, Thing is, it possible for me to try to stun the car? I know that's probably Uh, pushing it,
0: but no, you can't. You can't stun the car. Stun the tires. Yeah, when when you roll your damage, we will add any of the effects as an extra point of damage. Okay. In this, because yeah, you really can't stun a car, especially when you're in the back of it. Now, maybe if you were in the front of it, in front of the car, and you were to hit the engine or something, you could cause it to, uh, you know bust a pipe or something but at this point i i I think at the distance you can only do damage to it okay if that makes sense if that's fair
1: yep i will spend a momentum to get my dice pull up to three i like i don't think that this is going to be super helpful but it'll it'll put some pressure on i guess okay uh so is it coordination and fighting coordination and fighting Wow, three successes.
0: Three successes. Wow. Congratulations. And one of those is a one, if I'm not mistaken. So, oh, yeah, so four, four successes. successes. Now, um, here is something that you can do. Rob, you uh, can back me up on this. I'm going to say that the vehicle has exposed as an option. Uh, meaning, uh, and that to me, that means that a top is down or a window is down or something is down and open or some person is exposed on the vehicle. Um, the third man is hanging on to the side of the car on the running board and firing back at you guys. So if you would rather use your, um, your attack to hit the man instead of the car, you can do that.
1: Yeah, I guess I'll do that. I, I didn't realize that he was like outside of the car. Yeah. Sorry. I should have explained that earlier. Is he hanging on? the That's okay. Yeah,
0: Yeah. He's hanging on the running boards, just shooting back, holding onto the side, shooting back at you guys. So for this, you can roll a four, four dice for the damage. One, two,. Oh, nice. Three, four, five, six. So you have a breakthrough. <laughs> and, and if I'm doing this right, and if I'm doing it wrong, I apologize uh, for those of you who listen to the GM Roundtable, I've, I've said that I'm not super clear on the, how the extended tests go, but in order to complete uh, the, uh, to, in order to complete this skills challenge. Uh, you need breakthroughs and you need three break breakthroughs to uh, complete this. And by taking out the third man, because you hit him with more than five points of damage, although let me double check and make sure he doesn't have any, any armor. Mm -hmm. I guess it's the luck of the draw. It was turning. The car was turning just as you started to shoot and you hit that guy good and hard, uh, sprayed him right across the chest And he it hit him so good that he went flying off the car rolling into the into the street uh, down by the newsstand down at the end of the street. A Mm -hmm. newsman, you know, the newsstand owner comes running out to check on this guy as you guys are are driving past. And this is the third man. This is the third man. Orson Welles is now out of the picture. (laughs) So there's nobody firing on you. So. To complete this challenge Mm -hmm. in the next. I'm going to say two. Two rounds, Mm -hmm. you need to stop the car. You need to rescue Riddle and stop the car in the next two rounds. So that can be everybody opening fire. That can be Rob getting up into range and ramming into it. Um, It's up to you guys to figure out how you want to do that. But we're going to start the round off by getting rid of the third man. Who wants to go first in this round? You are at a medium distance from their car.
3: You're first. driving
0: you're driving down the street and uh, you have to turn the corner too. you see the you see the uh, the third man lying there on the street. It's obvious he's dead. There's a gun. You know, there's a machine gun next to him. People are starting to rush up and crowd around. People are checking you out. Uh, you see, you hear a woman scream. You hear uh, the little white dog bark. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what do you do, Rob? I'm going to push the vehicle to its limits to uh, try and catch up. Get my guys within range so they can do what they need to do.
0: Okay. So what you are using then is hasty piloting. The vehicle moves a number of zones equal to its speed, which is three, which would move you into close range. All skill tests by the crew passengers are made at an extra difficulty until the start of the pilot's next turn. So that puts everybody at four. You are really putting the pedal to the metal, so to speak and you are doing everything you can to catch up to the car. There's bicyclists in the street, and you're having to weave around there, so there's a lot of jostling in the car left and right. Let's see if you can do this, Rob. It's uh, For you, it is a difficulty of two to do this. If you succeed, it will increase the difficulty for everyone else to three. Or I'm sorry, two. Yeah, it'll increase by one difficulty. So if you're in close range, everybody will still be at, uh, at three for this.
3: Coordination and vehicles, right?
0: Coordination and vehicles, and you've got to focus in vehicles, cars specifically.
3: Cars and aircraft. Yeah, but I'm pretty certain the latter doesn't you're, really You're
0: flying. Me. You're flying along, but I wouldn't say that this is an aircraft. Yeah, I got the two successes. <laughs> All right, two successes. Uh, you pull up into close range, and you can see in the back, through the back window, it looks like Dean's Tog is doing something to the bookstore owner, Mr. Riddle, to keep him from getting out of the car or 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 fighting back it looks like you can see some kind of a green flash or something from the car so that is dean's togs move who would like to go now would i be able to draw and shoot sure the minor action is to draw and then your major action is to shoot i wonder if i could just like shoot
4: and shoot at something that looks
0: like you can shoot at the car you can shoot at a tire you can shoot you can do whatever i'm gonna tire shoot yeah okay Uh, coordination plus fighting okay it's a difficulty of two even though that you're in close range right uh, because the car is moving and then you have another level of difficulty because rob just did his um, hasty piloting as he's rushing up and avoiding pedestrians there's a woman with a little uh, baby push cart walking out into the middle of the street and see uh, bug eaters eyes just go really big as he slams on the brakes really quick and swerves around the woman's, uh, with the, with the baby cart, maybe mm-hmm. you hit a, uh, a pile of garbage or something, uh, Robin, and it just goes flying up behind your vehicle as you continue onto your path. And of course that's shaking, uh, doc around as he pulls out his weapon and attempts to shoot at the fleeing Germans. So did you need three successes?
4: Did Rob buy us any momentum? Uh, uh, no, no, he no, got it. it was a two He success. got it exactly.
1: Yep. Yeah, but you can spend a momentum. We got two no, right no. now. I got to do three successes. Did we spend all of the momentum I generated on my initial roll? Yes. Dang. Because
0: remember, uh, Brian needed to. Um, he rolled what? Four dice.
1: Yeah. How yeah. We've had, to, we've had to use momentum just to match Fair. the difficulty. Okay. So if if I take you one, spend momentum. a
0: fortune. You could spend one of your fortune. Oh.
4: Yes, and that will give me an extra die, won't it?
0: Nope, it no, will no. give you an extra die. It'll give you one of your die, one, one of your success. two d20s is okay. an automatic success. Perfect. So, so you I could play. get a momentum to roll a second d2 or d20, mm-hmm. and um, hope that that you get a success off of those two dice roll. Okay, that actually sounds like it might. Well, be.
1: he would get he would get two successes off of the fortune.
0: Yeah, off of that it one, turns yes. it into
1: a one. And yeah, then, right. he would, you, then you would either roll another die and hope right. that you get a third success, mm-hmm. or you can spend a momentum to roll two more dice.
4: Right. I think I would like to try and spend a momentum, because if we do this, I can buy a momentum back in theory. Sure. So if I have the two automatic successes for my fortune. I only need one more. Which would bring my fortune total down to two, so I'm updating that on my sheet. And then I go Scaplamicus. I get two
0: successes, which means All right, so you get momentum one back. momentum back beautiful and i hit a tire baby you do you hit uh you hit the uh you hit the hubcap of the tire Ping. and you can roll some damage uh okay. and the and the damage that you get to roll on this one i believe is um uh, four dice you can roll four damage dice okay and each one of your uh, effect dice will inflict another point of damage onto the vehicle
4: four damage dice so does that mean 40 20 46, 46
0: 46 right pow 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 One, two, three, four, five. So you hit it for five. So you do three damage Mm -hmm. to the car.
4: Okay. And we get a momentum back. So our momentum pool is... I did add the momentum back. Okay, good. So I did three damage to the car. Mm -hmm. How much did we have to do? Do we
0: know to, to like, slow it? I mean, you don't know, but I will tell you that you're driving the exact same kind of car. That uh, that the Germans are driving, and it has a stress of fourteen, jump and fishhooks. So three is good, but not perfect.
1: Right? Okay. All Actually, right. three is not that good. Since if it's the exact same car, it has three armor. Hi, I'll, I'll be Rob today.
0: Yes, I'm allowing. I'm allowing the oh, extra okay. damage to go through. Okay, because I was shooting for a wheel. Wheels aren't armored. Rob, Rigo. So Montauk sees his uh, man fly off mm-hmm. uh, the side of the car. He is not a fan of that, so he is going to try to speed away from you with one success, so he is not able to get away from you. So you are still within the close range of of the car, which brings us to Valentino Dutch. What are you thinking, Brian?
2: I'm wondering if I could uh, try to spot something ahead that I can suggest. Just bug eater to try to steer the car into to slow them down.
0: Have you ever been to Brussels? uh, No, I don't think so. No. Okay. Have you ever seen a city laid out on the grid before? Sure.
2: Yeah. I bet
0: that if you crossed this bridge up ahead, you could probably get ahead of them. So you can roll and see you'll need to do insight plus. Oh, insight plus reason. Oh, I'm sorry, not insight plus reason. Um, insight plus observation.
2: All right, I'm willing to do that.
1: Quick, bug eater. Push him into the Royal Gallery of St. Hubert. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: what kind of... Uh,
1: uh, just a
0: difficulty, could... difficulty of one. All right. I mean, honestly, I mean, am not going to tell you guys what to do, but you're all in close range. Now would be a good time for everybody to open fire.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I'm still going to deal with this thing and... OK, so because uh, with uh, insight and observation, we are on against a 16. OK, hey, ah, darn, one I success
0: 20. and one complication.
2: OK, <laughs> oh, no. sounds right. Classic okay. Brian. Yeah. Uh, all right.
0: So uh, just because of complication, just because you have a complication doesn't mean you fail, but you have one success. So you can you can suggest to uh, the driver that there is probably a way to get ahead of them if you cross that bridge. Uh, because you notice that the road that they're going on starts to curve. And if we cross the bridge here, these points should meet up uh, and, and keep us even closer to the destination. Maybe even ram them really hard from the side.
2: Yeah. <sighs> Is there any chance I could uh, argue that instincts or sight focus could apply here to get a momentum on this as well? Uh,
0: On your, what, observation? Yeah. I'll let you do sight, sure. Okay. So that gives you two successes on that. Yay. that'll generate a point of momentum uh rob let me just ask you are you going to take his advice yeah like okay cool so uh you you get up to this this intersection and you yank the wheel hard left uh to go over this bridge and right there in the middle uh crossing the middle of the um uh bridge like he's you know uh, crossing from one side of the street to the other is an old man pushing a, a food cart no, oh, no. And you guys smash right through it. And the cart goes flying up in the air, the man goes flying up in the air, and you hear him as he lands as you guys speed off. Mine sauerkraut. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh Brian, roll me. Roll me for a complication. Roll me a will plus resilience.
2: Okay. So my resilience <laughs> is one. All right. So versus eleven. All right. We'll just do the same. Oh, two, successes. two successes. Nice.
0: Nothing else happens besides you have upset a sauerkraut dealer.
2: <laughs> There's sauerkraut <laughs> in I have right. upset the kraut cart.
0: You have upset the kraut cart. That is not
1: good. Dutch. Dang. Are we getting back into close range with you? Them? Are
0: you are still getting in with close range of the him? You are easily within close range. Thanks to this shortcut, okay. minus the cabbage damage.
1: <laughs> um I'm trying to see. Like I I think my handgun is a better gun at this range. So four close. damage
0: versus your handgun has four damage. Mm-hmm. They're basically the same.
1: Well, except that the machine gun's inaccurate.
0: Oh, yeah, it's inaccurate. So yeah, you cannot um you could not aim with the machine gun, but you could with your with your handgun.
1: I will. What side are are, are they on there? Are they on the passenger? Yeah. So you uh, guys are I'd coming
0: up on them. So um, as you're coming up on the side, because of the shortcut, the car is angled at a way that the passenger side front fender is coming up close into contact with the driver's side of the car. So you are probably the closest person to the car at this point, but you have not rammed into them or anything like that, but you are in the, technically the closest proximity to what's going on.
1: Dutch will just toss the machine gun into the back and uh, say, this old lady's got a little too much kick for me, and pull out his handgun. And basically, I think he's going to try to fire at the driver, but um, you know, best case scenario, he hits the driver secondarily, if he can blow out his window, that hopefully will be enough of a distraction to slow him down a bit okay
0: so this is going to be for you uh you're within close range so uh, you don't have a distance modifier but you are still at a difficulty uh two to hit uh because of um bug eaters uh hasty maneuver
1: you guys okay if i take a momentum for this yeah go for it yeah i agree coordination and fighting 13 or less with three dice three, three successes. successes
0: and do you have anything with guns
1: uh handguns is uh my gun focus okay so what is your fighting it's two so I don't think it like the focus oh, yeah would... no you don't have it you don't have
0: a bone you didn't get any other additional to that so yeah
1: okay so the the focus would bring it up
0: by two. It would, yeah, it would, instead of rolling a one, you could roll it one or a two to get that quote unquote critical success. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So four D six for damage. One, two, three, four, five, six damage. You can spend two momentum to try and hit the driver instead of the, uh, instead of the, uh, instead of the car. Sure. Okay. So you have to spend the two momentum. Okay. That takes everybody down to zero and you, um. You take a blast at the car, and because you have more than, uh, than five damage on this, uh, you guys get another breakthrough here. That's not always the case, but here it is the case. So oh. you have taken out your second of three breakthroughs to get this skills challenge done. Uh, we you have one round to go. We have one round to go. And that's interesting because we just completed that round. Bum, bum, bum. The car. The, the German car that is, you're almost neck and neck with one another, right? There's people jumping out left and right uh, in front of the cars. You hear shopkeepers yelling, you know, the little uh, sidewalk merchants shaking their brooms at you. You see a, a person that has a, another food stand at a grocery deli, picks up a, a tomato and he throws it at your car because nobody likes uh, insane drivers, not even in the 1940s or 1930s. Uh, and uh, people are just, you know, freaking out about why are these these two maniac cars driving down our quiet little Brussels neighborhoods at breakneck speed? You are going to kill someone, uh, shouts one person as as you drive by. Uh, we are at the top of the round. I'm going to do two things here. You've got one round to try and either get another breakthrough, which you can do by either taking out the car completely. Mm hmm you can or doing s- at least six damage to something to anything. Well, I mean, it could be to a person, right? I'll that do would, six that damage would, to Rob. Yeah. No, <laughs> no um, Rob. So I'm, so I'm letting you know that that you can do that breakthrough. You can try to cut off the car. You could try to ram the car and try to do extensive damage to it. I mean, you would really have to, uh, you guys might want to look really quick at your, your shortcuts and see what you can do to add extra damage via momentum. Or through threat, but what I want right now is for Rodrigo to roll a reason plus observation D one. Reason plus observation. That is only ten. Oh, we're not very reasonable. But two I get two successes. Very good. You get one momentum out of this. We. You have been to Brussels before, and this neighborhood looks very familiar to you. You notice that the streets are starting to open up and be a little wider. You know that there is a soccer stadium or football for the Europeans uh, coming up that perhaps that is the destination where they're going is that soccer stadium because that's the direction they appear to be going very, very quickly. They don't appear to be trying to drive out of town in this case. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Brian, I need you to roll a will plus.
2: Yeah. I'm a little afraid of what might happen if I fail this. So I think I'm going to go ahead and burn one of my, fortune
0: oh, oh.
2: <laughs> so we'll see what we get on the other die okay Versus 11 uh nothing so two
0: successes <laughs> with the fortune uh nothing happens to you actually you know what uh nothing happens to you but as <laughs> as you are driving by all of these people that are shouting at you uh, you notice one man just standing completely still in the middle of the street. Uh, just, you know, kind of standing at a, a, loose attention, uh, almost like he's in a daze. And as you drive by, you look out the window and you see him and as his head is locking eyes with you and his head turns and follows you as your car drives by very, very quickly. Oh. We are at the top of the final round. Who would like to go
3: first? So are we still maintaining pace with them? You are still in close range with them. You are. Yes. Okay. Then I'm going to do everything I can to keep the vehicle steady. So as my compatriots can take their shots now. Uh, okay. If that makes sense.
0: Yes. You want to do what is called the careful piloting. The vehicle yeah, that... moves a number of zones equal to half its speed rounding up. blah blah blah. blah. I'm going to say you just match pace with them, but yeah. you reduce the difficulty of, Oh, of any de- terrain tests. You reduce the difficulty of that by one. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll say that you're careful piloting will reduce that overall difficulty by one. So we'll be back down into regular range for weapons attacks.
3: Hey, three successes.
0: Nice. Three successes. Uh, very good. You're matching a uh, pace with, with them very, very nicely. Which side is this car on? You are on the driver. So the pets, pa- uh, you are on the right side of their car. I'm sorry. The left side of their car.
2: Okay, yeah, They are on our right side.
0: Yes. They are on your right
1: side. <laughs>
2: Would they be perhaps close enough that Dutch could do something crazy like grab their steering wheel?
0: Oh, no, no, no. You are yeah. like the uh, driver's side is probably closely aligned with the back half of the rear, pa- uh, the rear passenger side. Okay. <laughs> so they're, they're about a half, half a car length ahead of you. And since you are on the passenger side, or I'm sorry, the driver's side back seat, for you to reach all the way across would be very complicated to do that you could you know but you could try if you wanted to
2: well not me i think i'm in the wrong position for that okay
0: but. all right oh wow this is not good Uh-oh. uh so you guys are are running along at a very fast uh, pace uh neck and neck things are flying left and right you're you know you see little dips and divots and the cars are bouncing up and down bug eaters trying to keep the car as as uh, close uh to the the German car as he can, and then you see the back seat window roll down, and you see destag 's big bulky uh, hand reach out, and he throws a bolt of what looks like dark light is probably the best way that I can explain it. This like dark energy just emanates from his hand and it strikes the car the car. Rob takes four damage minus your minus armor. your your armor. So that I think that's only one. Yeah. If, I think yep. you've got a total of like three damage total to the car. But all of a sudden you hear this kind of k-kung, k-kung knocking sound in the engine and your car is starting oh. to lose a little bit of power. You're still able to keep pace. But where you were where they were only half a length ahead uh-huh. of you. Now they're almost a full car length ahead of you and they're starting to pull away a little bit. We threw well, a rod. Dog. Who would like to go next?
4: Well, while that window is open and he's lightning ying ying at a, mm-hmm. I could shoot him.
0: Yep, difficulty two.
4: Now here's my question: If I shoot mm-hmm. him, could it be a
0: breakthrough, or am I wasting an effort? It might. I mean, You're he's in there. the back seat. He's definitely not driving the car. So, right, 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 right. But when you did shoot at the driver, I mean, you shattered that window. Um who was that? Dutch? Mm. Dutch shattered that window.
1: Okay. Yeah, that was me.
0: Yeah, and
4: what was it you said? Coordination plus fighting? Coordination plus fighting. Okay, what's our momentum looking like? Two. I got a 12 on coordination plus fighting, gentlemen. I've been rolling that's good not, tonight. That's
1: not
0: terrible. I mean, like, I, I mean, so you can either spend another fortune and get two successes, which you need, and right. then roll a, 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 a d20 to see if you get any additional successes to mm. increase your momentum, but you are spending a fortune you will be spending now have spent two of your three fortune. Okay. And what if I run out of fortune in my life? Bad. You won't have any more fortune until I either award it to you or that the quote unquote chapter ends.
1: Yeah. Just, uh, I would, I would say spend a momentum because rolling under 12 is not that terrible.
4: Like a 60% chance. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: So the cars are pulling away. You notice again, that the street is opening up and you can definitely now see the sign that says stadia this yeah. way. And you can now see as, as the cars are both turning the corner, you can see the, the football stadium uh, ahead of you, soccer stadium. For those of you who mm. don't understand the difference between football. Stadia der
4: Uh Okay. Yeah. I'm going to burn a momentum and I'm going to shoot him. The driver,
0: Montauk, Monday,
4: Mr. Monday. Uh, The guy who just tried to Zorch us. Oh, okay. Well, he's in the back seat. Oh, well, so am I. Oh, good. Will that make it easier or worse?
0: I I, I, I think you need to try to stop the car because if the driver is still able to drive and the car is still able to drive. Oh, yeah, I'll shoot the driver. You remember uh, suddenly the the Brigadier's um, uh, message suddenly comes back into you. We punch all Nazis or we shoot them.
4: We incapacitate. Fine. I'm going to shoot to in, in decapitate. Mother
0: puss bucket. You, yeah, only one success, and you needed two. So you fire out, and those bullets uh, you know, just bounce harmlessly off. I mean, <laughs> you see some paint scrape off. I mean, the uh, whoever owns this car is going to be really angry when they go to their, uh, their shop supervisor, and the shop supervisor has to go out and find the matching paint and all of that stuff. Sorry. So, yeah, he's, he's, not, he's not super happy. And neither is uh, neither is is Montauk. Uh, He is is like, ah, he sees his destination is in sight and he is going to try and he's going to try to get to the get to the uh, to the football stadium. And uh let me just check one thing. He does not. So uh, the car continues. He's not able to speed any further away from you than he is. Uh, uh, Suddenly up ahead, you see two people carrying across the street a giant (laughs) pane of glass. (laughs) and then just you guys just blow right through this giant pane of glass scattering glass everywhere Uh, yeah and those two guys are just standing there forlornly holding the frame of the the big sheet of glass that you just broke okay uh, we've got Valentino and Dutch
2: Brian you want to go last for uh... I mean I was just going to kind of climb out the window and shoot over the roof with the machine gun if no one else is going to grab it oh yeah go for it Okay. I'm not the best at shooting.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, so. Difficulty of two, though. No, you don't. Ha- uh, yeah, you have a difficulty of two.
2: All right. Uh, and so coordination.
0: <laughs> yeah, coordination and fighting if you're using the uh, the submachine gun. Yeah,
2: so coordination. <laughs> uh, and I'll go ahead and spend another one of my fortune. Okay.
0: So you get two successes, so you're going to hit.
2: Uh, no, I'm just going to see if I can squeeze another success out of a die. Okay. No,
0: you don't. That's okay. <laughs> you, you hit the successes that you needed. So you didn't get any additional momentum, uh, but roll some damage four D six, please.
2: Uh, five. Oh, it's
0: a little short. One, two, three, four. Yeah. You got five. So, uh, yeah. So the, uh, vehicle takes even more damage, but it still continues on. You can see some smoke starting to come out of the engine a little bit. Uh, you can see the, the engine backfires you know, pow, and a big old puff of smoke comes out. Uh, anybody on the street probably would not know the difference between the backfire and the firing of your gun because there's so much stuff going on. But the, uh, but the cars are almost at the gates of the, of the stadium, which leads us to Dutch.
1: Dutch will lean out of the window and mm-hmm. take a moment to line up his shot. Okay. So remind uh, me
0: what AIM does.
1: So aim says that 1d20 may be re-rolled during my attack this turn. Okay. I can do that as a minor action once per turn. Okay. Go right ahead. And uh, then I'm going to spend a fortune.
0: Okay, so you got two successes there.
1: Spend a momentum as well, I'd say. And then I will spend a momentum as well, Brian say. (laughs) Anything we can do. I'm rolling two dice uh, under region fighting. Yep. Under 13. And I get to reroll one of them. Mm-hmm. Dude, I get them wow. Uh, I got so four
0: success. successes. You have four successes in here to go back into your momentum pool. And would you like to spend those two momentum to try to hit the driver or are you just going to try to hit the car again? Uh, yeah, let's try and hit the driver. Okay, so you'll need to roll your four d six, and you'll need to, sp- and you will spin those last two momentum. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Wow. Okay, so you do get that final breakthrough uh, by hitting uh, Mr. Montauk uh, pretty seriously as the as the car enters the stadium, and you see on the far side of the stadium a giant zeppelin has parked itself there at the, at the far side of the, of the field and the cars are racing over there, but the car is obviously slowing down. I don't know if you guys are slowing down at the same time, but you get to the end of the, uh, the car's movement. Uh, it stops and cars badly damaged. Uh, Deanstock jumps out and he grabs hair Montauk and is like, Herr Montauk, you are very injured. And, uh, uh, here Montauk is like, we must get to the to the Zeppelin. And they are both kind of rushing and they seem to have forgotten or purposefully left behind Mr. Riddle. But the car is now smoking very badly. What are you guys going to do?
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll run out and try to get Riddle out.
0: OK, you rush over to the car and you fl- uh, fling it open just as the front of the, the hood. Uh, somebody who who hit the hood of the car earlier with their bullet. Um, you must have penetrated the hood and hit an oil line or something because now just black smoke and flame is starting to erupt at the, uh, at the, uh, engine compartment of the car. You open the door and there is riddle. He is badly wounded either through stray bullet shots or he's been beaten by Dean's talk. Uh, you notice that there is a weird kind of like, even though he was still wearing his, you know, his smock, his leather apron, heavy duty smock. Uh, over his body earlier when you met him. It's like it's been burned through, and there is like a char all the way around that and a char on the center of his chest where his heart would be. I pull him out of the car. Okay. You have pulled Riddle out of the car. Deanstock and Montauk are rapidly... Deanstock has has uh, basically picked up Mr. Montauk and is carrying him as quickly as they can to... The zeppelin and you hear the propellers start to spin up as the zeppelin is getting ready to take off. Okay.
1: I will. Hopefully, somebody opens the door to the back seat.
0: Yeah, that's where Mister Riddle was at. Yeah.
1: No, you no, I that. mean, no, I yeah. mean, to our car, oh, our car. To,
0: to your car. Okay.
1: So I'll throw the, I'll throw him in whichever side is closest, and I will tell Bug Eater, I'll like throw him in and he's like Doc patch him up. let's get out of here
0: oh you're not even worried about the
1: the two germans and their giant zeppelin (laughs) i'm guessing that zeppelin's full of germans probably (laughs) yeah
0: Yeah. so uh you you i guess turn the car around and where are you going our place you're going to drive all the way back to the uh an hour south we probably could please Uh, please he grabs you please take me back to the bookstore immediately I must alert the others. Okay. And then you start to see the Zeppelin flying over behind you as you guys are, are driving. The giant Zeppelin is now heading out of town and flying above you. Yeah, I'm going to shoot down the Zeppelin.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, you're That's the echo the brigadiers. <laughs> the, brigadier's uh, the Brigadier's words echo back to you. Uh, try not to kill civilians. That would be very bad. <laughs>
4: very we bad. were trying. Zeppelins are not civilians.
0: Uh, No, but blowing up a giant gas-filled Zeppelin in the middle of a city is probably
1: a very bad idea. If it was a military Zeppelin, it would be called Captain Zeppelin.
0: Yes. (laughs) This one more looks like a a, a Lieutenant Zeppelin. Lieutenant Zeppelin. Yeah. Mm. Dr. Zeppelin. Or maybe a Led Zeppelin. I don't know. Mm. Left Zeppelin. So there's a a very injured man in the backseat with you. Doc Hellion. I'm going to very fix him. Yeah. So this is, I mean, you can perform first aid. You can certainly do that. Uh, But he's got, um, yeah, you're going to, you're going to try to do everything you can to just stabilize him. Uh, So if you want to stabilize him, you'll need to do coordination plus medicine at a difficulty of two. You need two successes for that. Coordination, medicine, difficulty of two. I can do that. Okay.
4: Did we burn our momentum? you yep. did
0: maha. Uh-huh. Okay. well there's two successes hey, two successes oh. very good you can see hair uh, riddle is just like oh oh, oh thank you thank you we, please though we must get to the we must get to the store quickly
1: alright bug eater just don't go down the same way we just came oh yeah you we're can gonna, hear like police sirens yeah we're gonna run to the gendarme yeah, yeah. Uh, Here, basically police...
3: circuit around the city see if I can't come back around
0: you guys rescued Mr. Riddle very, very good. Critical hit Punch Hall Nazis is a production of Major Spoilers Entertainment and was produced and edited by me, Steven Schleicher. If you would like to get a behind the scenes making of this episode, be sure to check out the GM Roundtable, the Octune Cthulhu edition at our Patreon page, patreon.com slash major spoilers. In each episode, I discuss my plans for the upcoming game session. And Dr. Bradley Will shares his reaction and advice on how to be a better game master. If you want to know more about Shoggoths, I would really suggest you take a listen to the HP Lovecraft's Dunwich Horror Dramatic Reading done by Dr. Bradley Will. You can find the 10-episode tale on Apple Podcasts and other podcast outlets around the world. Again, it is the Dunwich Horror. This week, Mr. Riddle is a shout-out to our patron, Riddle. Thank you, Riddle, for your support of Critical Hit and Major Spoilers. If you, dear listener, would like your name to appear as an NPC in future episodes of Critical Hit, become one of our associate producers at patreon.com slash major spoilers. Finally, we want you to record yourself doing your best on Critical Hits. And your voice will join the growing chorus of fans just like our friend Nicholas did in this week's open. If you have any questions or comments, jump into the Critical Hit Discord channel. You can find a link in the show notes. Thank you again for listening. And here's hoping all of your dice rolls are critical hits.
4: This podcast is copyright 2023 by Major Spoilers Entertainment,
2: LLC.
0: Don't you love an extra hundred dollars in your pocket?